Good afternoon, and welcome again to another edition of the Biblical Resolutions Podcast, brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class, located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. We have Brother Terry, Brother Benaiah, Brother Solomon, and Brother Ahissamak on this podcast today. If you would like to hear our other podcasts, you can uh, go to our website, hojbible.podbean.com. And Brother Benaiah, what is the exact uh, web address for the .org site? Yes, you can also go to thehouseofjacob.org and you can click on House of Jacob podcast, Biblical Resolutions podcast. So just go to houseofjacob.org and as you scroll down, there is a section where you can actually just click for the Biblical Resolutions podcast. And all of the podcasts are actually available at this time. Right. So, yes, please, um, if if you if you feel like you've been edified by this podcast, please, you can go to those two sites and you can hear uh, the other podcasts and you can also on the uh, the house of Jacob.org, you can also uh, view the lessons that uh, are done on the Sabbath day and uh, you can get be linked to our YouTube page where you can also see, you know, a lot of uh, many more uh, lessons on on different topics, you know, that we bring you through the scriptures. But today on this podcast, we're going to deal with how the true and living God became a strange God, how the true and living God became a strange God. And what what we're going to try to show today is that the world, because the world has turned their back on the commandments of God, they don't know God anymore. He is a stranger to the majority of the world. The true and living God is because the world is so consumed with lust, idolatry, and all of these other things. They don't know who God is anymore. They don't understand his word. But this is all supposed to happen as we get closer and closer to the end, to, to, to the end of, of this age before Christ comes back and establishes his kingdom on this earth. This is what's supposed to happen. This is going to be a falling away from the truth. And the more people fall away from the truth, the less and less they know or have any wisdom or, or any understanding or knowledge of who the true and living God is. But we're going to see by breaking his commandments, this is exactly how he became a strange God because breaking his commandments, not observing his commandments. Now you don't even know him because you don't know his word. And that's really what it boils down to not understanding the word of God, not knowing the word of God. You don't know who the true and living God is. So we're going to start this off at Deuteronomy 8. And Brother Beniah, if you can read verse 11, and then we'll skip to verse 19. But read Deuteronomy 8 and verse 11. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. So now he said, look, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. That's what we're talking about. 
Why is the true and living God become a strange God to the world? Because the world don't forget about him. But how, do, how does this happen? It happens when you don't observe his commandments, his judgments and his statutes. And he warned Israel here. He said, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God and not keeping his commandments, his judgments and his statutes, because this is how that happens. When you turn away from his commandments, from his word, you forget them. Read verse 19. And it shall be that if thou do all, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. So he letting them know if you if you forget the Lord, uh, uh, your God, and you start walking after other gods, he said you gonna surely perish. And what is the problem with with Israel? What is the problem with with, with uh? When I say Israel, I'm talking about the people who are referred to as as African Americans in the United States. What our problem is is that we have forgotten our God, and what's happening? We perishing, and every generation it just gets worse and worse, because we have forgotten who our deliverer was. We have forgotten the true and living God because we turned away from his commandments. But what we're going to look at is we are going to go through the first four commandments of the Ten Commandments. And we're going to look at how disregarding each of those four commandments is what causes you to forget your God because they are dealing with you. Those first four commandments are dealing with you specifically on how you should serve God. And once you disregard those, then you don't know him anymore. Like he had uh, like he had it written. Hey, your sins separate you and your God. The more we sin, the more you separated from God and, and down through the generations. What happened? We don't teach our we don't do what he what he commanded us to teach our children and, te and our children's children, his word, his commandments. What has happened? We have forgotten about. Him. So we're going to read Exodus 20. And we're going to pick it up at verse 1. Exodus 20. And we're going to read. We're going to start at verse 1. When you get it, brother, Benaiah, uh, go ahead and read it. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. That's good. We just wanted to read verses one through three because we we dealing with the first commandment right now. He said, don't have any other gods before before me, because once you start to serve other gods, then you're going to forget about the God who delivered you. And there's many examples in the Bible about them forgetting about the God that delivered them out of the house of bondage, out of Egypt, and out of a lot of afflictions. Delivered them out of a lot of different bondages, but they forgot about them because they refused to keep his word. So now, Brother Solomon, you have a scripture that you would like to share today. Yes, sir. It sheds a little bit, a uh, little more insight on uh, on this uh, Exodus twenty one through three, and that's Jeremiah thirty five. We're gonna pick that up at verse thirteen. Okay. All right. Jeremiah thirty five and thirteen, and who's gonna be reading that right here? Uh, I'm gonna be reading that for you. Yes, sir. Perfect. Go ahead. You All can right. pick it up as soon as you have it there. Thus saith the Lord of Hosts. 
the God of Israel. Go and tell the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Will you not receive instruction to hearken to my words, saith the Lord? The words of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, that he commanded his sons not to drink wine are performed. You see that? For so so the Lord asked the question, though, you know, are you going to hearken to my instruction? Are you going to listen to what I'm saying? And then he gave an example of another scenario where he says, you know, that uh, uh, the sons of Rechab, them, they they were told not to drink wine and they are performed. So pick it up again at, at, at the top of 14 real quick so they can so we can understand that that what the point of the uh, God is making right here. Go ahead. The words of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, that he commanded his sons not to drink wine are performed. For until this day they drink none, but obey their father's commandment. Notwithstanding, I have spoken unto you, rising early and speaking, but ye hearken not unto me. Yeah, so so that's a slap in the face, you know, and God is saying that for a reason because He's saying that I'm I'm I've come and I'm rising early and I'm I'm pleading with y'all to listen to me and to follow my instructions and y'all not hearkening to my words, but but someone else is telling you something to do and you and you doing it faithfully, you know, and so He's taking offense to that. He He doesn't like that. Verse fifteen, pick it up. I have sent also unto you all my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending them, saying, Return ye now every man from his evil way, and amend your doings, and go not after other gods to serve them. And ye shall dwell in the land which I have given to you and to your fathers, but ye have not inclined your ear, nor hearken unto me. So, so, and he's very direct here, and he's letting them know that, you know, he let it, he let the children of Israel know not to go up after other gods, and he was using that verse prior to this as just as an example of how, we, you know, a lot of times we ain't got no problem listening to somebody else that tells you something that, that may matter to them, but this got our whole entire life and salvation on the line, and we don't want to listen, you know, so it's something that I thought it was very important to bring out, and then when he specified you know, and he said, and I manage your doings and go not after other guys to serve them, you know, and, and that is very specific. You know, he has an issue with it. He's been communicating this with us for time and time and time again. He said he's been seven servants and the prophets to us early, rising early in the morning. And we see it to this day. We see brothers out here teaching and teaching and teaching lesson after lesson, video on TV, on podcasts and all that. And people still not hearken to the word of the Lord. But somebody else tell them, hey, meet me over here at 8 o'clock. They ain't got no problem. They be there at 7.55, you know. So this is something that I want to bring out, man, because God is not pleased with our actions like this, man. And when we, and this is, you know, when we're going off and, and, and acknowledging other guys and acknowledging other things like that, you know, uh, there's a line that, that, that we cross. There ain't no coming back from that. So I just wanted to point that out, man. This is serious business to the Lord. Absolutely. And so it, it, it boils down to, you know, you you'll listen to man. You'll you'll obey man more than you'll obey God, who got all power. That's what it boils down to. But uh, brother Hissamak, uh, you got a scripture? Yeah, yes, sir, brother. Uh, definitely, man. Um, um, to continue to go into the first commandment, I would like to go to Deuteronomy thirty second chapter. Deuteronomy the thirty second chapter, because here is this the song of Moses and. They Moses is gonna rehearse this, um, you know, to the people. 
you know, about all that they've been through uh, in their journeys from, you know, Egypt and, you know, going into the wilderness of 40 years and everything. So uh, it's, it's very important because uh, Moses say a couple of things in this song that's, um, you know, speaks volumes. I would like to start at Deuteronomy, the 32nd chapter and verse uh, 15. Deuteronomy 32 and verse 15. But Jezeron waxed fat and kicked. Thou art waxing fat. Thou art grown thick. Thou art covered with fatness. Then he forsook God which made him and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. And, and that's one key thing that I think you're doing a little bit better. Israel was doing a little bit better. And they quickly forgot God. God that delivered them, that destroyed the nation for them. They forgot. But verse 16, keep on reading, brother. They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods. With abominations provoked they him to anger. And he, they dealt with strange gods when Moses went up to get the commandments for 40 days. What happened to this Moses? <laughs> that, that ain't the mindset that you need to have serving God. But this is the mindset that our forefathers had. Keep reading verse 17, brother. They sacrificed unto devils, not to God. To gods whom they knew not to new gods that came newly up whom your fathers feared not mm -hmm. of the rock that begat thee thou art unmindful and has forgotten God that formed thee mm -hmm. and when the Lord saw it he abhorred them because of the provoking of his sons and of his daughters mm -hmm. and he said I will hide my face from them I will see what their end shall be for they are a very froward generation children in whom is no faith and to go after a strange God, after you've seen miracle after miracle after miracle, destruction of a nation, you got fed with food from heaven, you got water out the rock, you got a sea split, you got an army destroyed, you got a problem. No way you can see this much and go after a strange God, a new God. You, you, you couldn't dare think that that's normal or that's right. But again, God wanted to lead you off in the first commandments with have no other gods before me. They seen all this stuff that happened, but they brain one work. Because no way you can see this stuff and not say, hey, you know, this God is a powerful God. Our God is a powerful God. The main problem is we need to see some tangible. We need to see some tangible. When you don't see nothing tangible, it's kind of hard. The people got a problem. Now we got all kinds of gods. You, people worshiping what they don't even know what they worshiping. They just doing something. Again, man, this is one of the most important parts of the commandments. Had no other gods before me. And uh, it should not be taken lightly. Uh, it's a very serious problem that I think the world has. Uh, but we here today to help clear up some of these issues. Absolutely. And, um, you know, that's 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 always been a problem, you know, having to to see something, you know, is what the problem is. You know, as long as as long as they could see an image and people today, as long as they could see something, they they hold they hold fast to it, which is why right after that, he started telling you about, you know, not dealing with graven images. But mm -hmm. once you start to deal with other gods your service to the true and living God is going to be diminished. Mm -hmm. What's once something else is more important than serving him, then you're going to forget about him, forget about his commandments. Mm -hmm. But uh, brother Benaiah, 
you got a scripture. Uh, yeah, and the Lord had you all speak wonderfully about how these our forefathers saw all of these things. I mean, and they saw, not only did they see the water split under Moses, they saw the water split under Joshua. You done saw the water split and walked over Drashad twice. Mm-hmm. And still, your heart is not changing. And the Lord wants us to change our hearts. But dealing with how our people continually break the commandments of God, the first commandments, and we're just dealing with the first four today, but we continually break the commandments of God, going to Jeremiah 5 and picking it up at verse 15. This is just another example, another biblical example of our people kicking against our God. Jeremiah 5 and Brother Hissamak, when you get to verse 15, please read. Lo, I will bring a nation upon you from far. O house of Israel, saith the Lord, it is a mighty nation. It is an ancient nation, a nation whose language thou knowest not, neither understandest what they say. So the Lord is letting Israel know what he has pronounced on them and this punishment and this evil that's going to come on them. Now let's skip down to verse 17. And they shall eat of thine harvest and thy bread, which thy sons and thy daughters should eat. They shall eat up thy flocks and thine herds, they shall eat up thy vines and thy fig trees. They shall impoverish thy fenced cities, where wherein thou trustest with the sword. Never, nevertheless. So the sword is coming up on his people. The sword is coming up on his people. This evil the Lord has pronounced upon his people. But now it's going to let us know. It's going to continue, and it's going to let us know why this has happened. Verse eighteen. Go ahead. Nevertheless. In those days, saith the Lord, I will not make a full end with you. And it shall come to pass when ye shall say, Wherefore doth the Lord our God all these things unto us? Then shall thou answer them, like as ye have forsaken me and served strange gods in your land, so shall ye serve strangers in a land that is not yours. And with all of this, it's showing us that the reason we are even in this condition today, because mm-hmm. black people, the people who we think are black people who are really have who really have a history that supersedes Mississippi, that supersedes the slave ships, that supersedes the transatlantic uh, Atlantic slave trade. These people have been put in this situation and taken to a strange land because they put another God before the true and living God. And there was no running from it. There was no running to West Africa. There was no running out of Jerusalem. There was no running from it. And the Lord made sure that we got put in a position whereas others are taken of the things that we've built. Others have 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 impoverished our fenced cities, mm-hmm. and we have been brought to a nation and forced to serve things that we knew not. Mm-hmm. All because we forsook our God, we put something else in place of our, of our God, of the true and living God. Absolutely, and I mean anybody listening to this, if if this don't sound like black people, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to say. If this don't resonate, yes, sir, with you. Because you you definitely your your forefathers was brought to a land by people language you they didn't understand, and we and we serving we serving the offspring of those uh people today, mm-hmm. all the way down through the generations. You we we still we we are still servants. We are still captives 
to these same people in this strange land. But when you want to serve strange gods and you don't want to serve the true and living God, this is what happened. But we're going to move right along and we're going to go back to Exodus 20 and we're going to deal with the second commandment that has not been upheld by the world. And we're going to go to Exodus 20 and we're going to read verse 4 and verse 5. Exodus 20, verse 4 and verse 5. And uh, Brother Beniah, read Exodus 20 and just read verse 4 and verse 5, brother. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Yes, sir. So now we're dealing with not dealing with graven images, not making something uh, be a God, not building you a God so you can look at it, not building a God in your own image. And so we're going to have Brother Terry. You got a scripture that you want to share dealing with this idolatry, these graven images. Yeah, this is uh, Isaiah 42 and verse 17. It's basically showing that in the future, that they're going to be turned back from worshiping these graven images and these false gods. I will make waste mountains and hills and dry up all their herbs. And I will make the rivers islands and I will dry up the pools. I will bring the blind by the way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. They shall be turned back. They shall be greatly ashamed that trusted in graven images that say to the molten images, ye are our gods. Yeah, it's yeah. explaining that uh, um, right now we're going through a, a massive worshiping of graven images and false gods, but it's, it's explaining that in the near future, you're going to turn them away from all these worshiping uh, graven images and false gods. And then and then once the realization happens, because the the... the it's going gonna, it's gonna to get to a point where the when the Lord really opened the eye, when he opens the eyes of his people, you're going to realize, you're going to be ashamed knowing that you, you don't went through all this hardship and all of this for serving a God that wasn't no God. Mm -hmm. You're going to be, you're going to be ashamed mm -hmm. because you're going to see how, what, what, what could have, what, what you could have had, what position you could have been in. Mm -hmm. And, understanding that one of the main things you was doing was worshiping other guys dealing with all these 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 idols and graven images is what caused this caused a whole nation of people to to be just just after generation from generation to be sent off into captivity and all we had to do was deal with our god who was the only who was the only god but instead, we 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 dealt with things that were no gods, gods that we built with our own hands, mm -hmm. that you fashioned with your own hands, and that's why you put in this uh, captivity. That's why your people suffered because you dealing with a graven image that can't help you. Of course, they're gonna be ashamed because they're gonna realize that 
we blew it. We could have been in our own land. We could have been, we would have, we would have been the head and, and, and everybody else would have been the tail because that's what the Lord said. But because they couldn't get away from serving other guys, they could not, they could not uh, pull themselves away from wanting to kiss, kiss, uh, bow down to idols and, like people do today, kiss statues and things like that. Ain't no profit in that. Mm-hmm. We suffered all these, all these generations. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna be ashamed that trusted and, and, and said to these, uh, and said to these idols, these graven images, uh, ye are our gods. Mm-hmm. Cause you gonna feel, you gonna feel stupid. <laughs> yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. When you realize when you realize, man, you've been doing something for a long time and realize, man, it's just been straight up wrong and. How much? How much? Uh, suffer? How much you suffered for doing for doing something the wrong way? You feel ashamed once you once you really understand and realize, mm-hmm. especially when you know you don't have people telling you, "Look, you shouldn't do that this way. You should do it this way," and you refuse to hear. You refuse to hear counsel. Mm-hmm. And then after you suffer for so long, when you when you just have nothing left in you yes, to where you just say forget it maybe i tried the way everybody else been telling me mm-hmm. and then you then you see how easy it could have been and you look at all the loss that you took all the losses you took for just being for being uh uh a stiff neck yeah you're gonna feel ashamed mm-hmm. because it's gonna it's gonna hit you like a ton of bricks and this is what's gonna happen when that realization uh uh comes on on this people when they realize man that what they've been doing, it wasn't no profit in it. Uh, but we gonna we gonna move right along. We gonna go to Ezekiel fourteen, and we gonna pick it up to verse one. We gonna go to Ezekiel fourteen because the Lord will give you what you want eventually. The Lord will give you what you want, but He He'll give it to you in a way that you really don't want it. Like in the wilderness when they was crying about meat. And he sent all those quails over. And he told the people, but you're not gonna eat, you're not gonna eat this one day. You ain't gonna eat it, eat it, eat it one day. He said, You it's gonna come out through your nostrils. Mm-hmm. Since you lusting out the meat so bad. Like without meat, you should have just you should just go back to Egypt and be a, it would have been better to be a slave in Egypt if, if I can't have no chicken. <laughs> so since that's what you want, the Lord said, Okay. You want meat? You really want meat? I'm gonna give you so much meat, it's gonna come out through your nostrils. And 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 this is what the Lord did to Israel since they wanted them idols, since they desired to bow down to them idols so bad, mm-hmm. he gave them what they wanted. And this is what the Lord will do. That your mind that he that you will start to believe in things that's false. You'll start to trust since you since you desire it so much. He'll he'll turn your mind over to to believe it. You'll start to get answers, and you'll start to get things that pertain to those those idols that you got set up in your mind. And that's what he's telling uh, he's, that's what he's telling Ezekiel here. So we're gonna go to Ezekiel four uh fourteen, pick it up in verse one uh, if you will, brother Terry. All right. Then came certain of the elders of Israel unto me, and sat before me. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of at all by them? So he said, look, these men done already put put up, set up the idols 
uh, uh, in their heart. So that's why you can you can know the right way to do something, and you could try to tell somebody, and it it don't register. It's like, man, I can't believe this person not listening. But that's because they have already set up that idol in their heart. We talking about a a way of thinking. You got an idol set up in your mind mm-hmm. that you gonna go this way no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter no no matter no matter what kind of wise counsel you get. It's just not gonna register. You gonna do it anyway, and this is how the people were. No matter how many times he sent his prophets to them, they just had an idol set up in their heart that they was gonna do do it the way they was gonna do it. So now the Lord said, "Well, uh, should I be inquired of about him? How you gonna go to God and, and you got an idol set up in your in your mind? Mm-hmm. But you gonna go ask God for counsel? Mm-hmm. You know, people don't understand that. What you gonna pray to God for if you already made up your mind?" If you made up your mind what move you're going to make, ain't no sense of praying to the Lord about it. Mm-hmm. You might as well go ahead. Yes, sir. Because you got, because you done set it up. You done set the idol up in your mind already. That's just, you know, you just disrespect, you disrespecting the most high because you already know what you're going to do, but you're going to put on the good show. Mm-hmm. You're going to get down and you're going you gonna to pray and go through all the dramatics. But when you get up, you know you you know it don't matter because you already you already got it set up in your mind what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Uh read verse four. Therefore speak unto them and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idols in his heart and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and cometh to the prophet, I the Lord will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols. Listen, he said, the ones that do this, when you come to the prophet, I'm going to give you an answer according to them idols. <laughs> That's how I'm going to answer you. That's what you want? You like idols? You like idolatry? When you come to the prophet, or when you come inquiring of the Lord, guess what? The, the answer I'm, I'm going to give you, it's going to be according to them idols. Mm-hmm. That's why people don't understand. You don't understand why ain't nothing going right. Do you are do you have an idol set up in your mind? Do you have the stumbling block of your iniquity? Do you you holding fast to that? Because if so, then the Lord will fix it. He's gonna answer you according to them idols that you got set up in your mind. Uh read verse five, brother. That I may take the house of Israel in their own heart because they are all estranged from me through their idols. Look, he said they are all estranged from me through their idols. You understand? They had they are they are separated from me because of these idols. And this is what happens when you deal with when you dealing with this idolatry. You are estranged from your God. You are separated from your God. You ain't going to even get a right answer from him if you too engulfed in it because the answer he gonna give you is gonna be according to your idols now that's going on from generation to generation what's gonna happen you ain't gonna know god no more your your, your children yes, down through the generations gonna lose the knowledge of their god yes sir yes sir they gonna f- forget about the lord they god because mm-hmm. this is going on continually but we gonna move on let's go to uh we're gonna go to amos five and brother beniah it's going to uh, expound on Amos, the fifth chapter. Yeah, absolutely. So going to Amos 5, I want to pick this up, uh, Brother Obi, if you can read for me. I want to pick this up at verse 21. 
And what we're going to do is see some things that Israel partook in and how they how they made these images. I hate, I despise your feast days. I will not smell in your solemn assemblies. Though ye offer me burnt offerings and your meat offerings, I will not accept them. Neither will I regard the peace offerings of your fat beast. So the Lord sounds real ticked off, really upset, really dis. He sounds like he is dismayed and distraught at what Israel is doing. But we're going to see why. Go ahead and skip down to verse 25. Have ye offered unto me sacrifices and offerings in the wilderness 40 years, O house of Israel? But ye have borne the tabernacle of your Moloch and Cheon, your images, the star of your God, which ye made to yourselves. So Israel then made themselves images. They done borne the tabernacle of Moloch, which is a false deity, which is an abomination before God. Not only that, they had an image, Cheon your image, the star of your God. So this was an image, this was star unto Molech that they made to themselves. And these are all activities that Israel partook in that was clearly against the word of God. This is back, this, again, they don't walk through, the Lord didn't have them walk through water dry shod twice. The Lord didn't have them overcome armies. The Lord didn't have set up his people through all sorts of things. All this, then, then drove out people before them with hornets and, and, and other plagues. But in the midst of that, their heart had not changed. They still dealing with false images of things that they can look at. You know, that's why now the Lord is so intent that uh, you're going to have to show the Lord that you really want him. It ain't about what you can bring, no fat, no fatted beasts, no offerings. It's about are you one who wants to change internally? It ain't about what you could do externally. But here they were still looking at what's external they they still they sit there trying to make them a star because they want stuff to look at and that's the issue with the they just they were just against god and that's something that we all have to fight against because ultimately you got two forces that you're dealing with that which is for god and that which is against god and here we can see an example of them falling and going towards what was against god absolutely absolutely and i mean we it's it's going to keep happening over and over again it's the same it's the same thing i mean it got to the point where hey the lord didn't even have no pleasure in them even keeping the feast and, and none of that why you got a bunch of you got a bunch of idolaters and and a bunch of uh spiritual uh whores that's gonna sit up on the feast day and act holy mm-hmm. but in your but but in your mind yeah or in your house you you got all you got some other some image of some other god that you bound down to but then you're gonna get up and you're gonna go to the house of the lord and and say praise praise the lord so the lord said hey hey you you know your feast and these assemblies all it is no don't don't bring me no offers i ain't accepting none of that because i know when you turn your back you serving another god you ain't even serving me but we're going to move right along. Uh, Brother Solomon, you got a scripture. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And something I wanted to point out right here, uh, you know, like uh, Brother Benai said, you know, that not just he was ticked off. He said, I hate. He said, I despise 
that's that's ticked off times ten. <laughs> like he was not he he was already at his limit. You know, he said, "I hate this stuff, man. I despise it." So I just you know it's it's strong strong words from the Lord, man. He's not beating around the bush. He's not being light with it. He's being very very clear about how he feels about it, man. And for people to disregard that these days is still you know it's still unbelievable to me, man. They really don't you know it shows that they they don't read. The, the scriptures the way they need to be read they probably don't read it all man because this is you can't miss some of this stuff you know it's just over and over and over about it but i wanted to shoot over to isaiah 42 because i wanted to bring out just a little bit uh some different here uh, concerning the same uh aspect of this though isaiah 42 you know, a lot, of, a lot of people feel that, you know, they, they always speak about the New Testament as far as Paul bringing in the Gentiles and, and, and uh, you know, opening that door. But we're going to see here in Isaiah, man, that, that it's a little bit different, man. And, and this is one of the reasons the Lord was, was so upset, you know, because, uh, you know, Israel blew the mission on, on multiple fronts, not only within their own people, but they also led a lot of people astray. And the Lord, that was never the Lord's plan. The Lord wanted for all of us to come to the understanding of God, you know? Mm -hmm. So Isaiah 42, we're going to pick it up at verse 6. But now if you can get that for me. Out of Lord have called thee in righteousness and will keep and will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light of the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. So we were supposed to be a light to the Gentiles. Sorry, cutting you off there. We were supposed to be a light to the Gentiles too. You know, our actions were supposed to be on display for the whole entire world to understand, the, you know, everything, everything about God. Every, we were supposed to teach them everything about God and we have led them astray. But keep on, keep on reading, brother to open the blind eyes to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. Yes, and, and prison prison of the mind, prison of the heart, just like Brother Obadiah said in, that, uh, in the scripture uh, in Ezekiel. You know, we set up images in our mind, set up idols in our mind. That's a prison. That's a bondage. When you, when you are in your mind, when you are, you know, serving something other than the true and living God, you are in bondage. You are in prison. You have set up an idol in your mind. You have locked your mind to the truth. You have closed it off to the truth. And, you know, so that's the prison he's speaking about right here, man. And, and to open the blind eyes because people don't want to see what's really going on, you know. And, and I'm not just talking about with their eyes, but it goes further. It goes all the way to the eyes because these images that people are setting up, these false uh, images, you know, they're visible to the eyes. But they start in the mind, you know, once you start, you know, believe in foolishness and start not believing in, in, in the most high or not having the understanding of him, you start creating your own uh, uh, righteousness or your own imaginations start, you know, well, I'm just going to believe this or I just believe that. It, but th what we believe don't matter. We need to read so we can know what's going on, you know. So go ahead and keep reading, brother. Sorry for cutting you off. I get a little passionate here. It's all good to open the blind eyes to bring out the prisons from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord. That is my name and my glory. Will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Because that's what it boils down to. When we're sitting here, you know, clutching on crosses or praying to these statues or looking at these images and we're and we're crying out to these images, man, we're giving all the faith that we're supposed to have in the Lord, we're giving it to another. 
The faith and the confidence that we're supposed to have in God, we literally, we, we, we turning our back on him and we are turning, you know, choosing to worship images, things that we can see that can't do anything, things that are created by man. These images, we, we know that a man on this earth created that image. We know a man painted that picture. We know a man created that graven image of that cross that people are clutching on or that rosary. And I, you know, and I got to put it out there because these are the images that, you know, these are the, the things that he's speaking about that people, you know, they're not turning to the true and living God and understanding, you know, his word and being obedient to him. But then they turn it around and say, you know, and praying to statues and praying to images and praying to candles and praying to all these things that they can see that we know for a fact that these are created by man, you know, and we have led the people astray. We've led the Gentiles away and they took it off to another uh, another page. But it, it all boils down to Israel at the end of the day. You know, if we would have been obedient to our God, if we would have, you know, kept the commandments, kept the commandments. This is what it's about. Kept that second commandment. It's not had no graven images. It just followed directions. We wouldn't have got so far off where now we got images in our mind. We got images in our house. We got, we wearing different images and we're all saying, well, this is God. Well, well, this is God. Well, this is God. And none of them are God. None of them are God. So I just wanted to point that out, brother. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I mean, this is, this is what, what has led the world down the path of not knowing who the true living God is at all mm-hmm. because of over the, that, you know, down through the generations, you have people having all of these images of things that are supposed to be gods, and not having that understanding. And now you come down to this generation and nobody know who God is anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you don't know who God is. And so, when you put his then when we put his word out there it's like it's strange it's strange, mm-hmm. it's strange. Yeah, you know we, ask we, us. sorry about that go ahead brother no nah, you know it's, it's it's we done all been in the situation where you reading you reading somebody's scripture scripture straight out the bible they read them and they own they got their own bible open reading the scriptures and they looking at you like <laughs> where you get that from <laughs> it's like i got it from the Bible that me and you are reading. That's where I got it from. You just read the same thing I read, right? Yeah, but I don't know where you got that from. It's because he has become strange. The 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 the, the true and living God has become a strange God. His word, the truth, is become something that's strange because the world has has disregarded his commandments. For so long, they have disregarded his laws for so long that now when you do hear it, it's something totally foreign. But let's move right along. Let's go to uh, let's go to Deuteronomy 4, and we're going to pick it up at verse 12. Deuteronomy 4 and verse 12. Because the Lord was straight out of the gate. He was trying to get keep Israel, uh, get them on the right track. He, he, he tried to start them off on the right track because he knew this people. They ain't had no faith. No matter what 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 miracles they seen, no matter how many times he delivered them, ultimately they they didn't have faith in them. But he tried to tell them something here. Deuteronomy four and uh, brother Solomon uh, picked that up at uh, verse twelve. Go ahead, brother. And the Lord spake unto you out of the midst of the fire. Ye heard the voice of the words 
but saw no similitude. Only ye heard a voice. He letting them know now, listen, the Lord spake unto you out of the midst of the fire. He said, you heard the words, but you did not see a similitude. Because he knew all they got to do is see something. And the next thing you know, you be building all these graven images. He said, you didn't see a similar two. Go ahead. And he declared unto you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform even 10 commandments. And he wrote them upon two tables of stone. So he said, look, he, he, he gave you, he, he uh, declared his covenant to you, which is the 10 commandments. Just in case you know what the words of the covenant is, the Ten Commandments. But he, this is what he did. He gave them his commandments. They didn't see. They didn't see a similar to. The whole idea was to not to have to see something to believe it, but it was to hear the word and be obedient to it. Verse fourteen. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments that ye might do them in the land whether ye go over to possess it. Go ahead. Take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves, for ye saw no manner of similitude on the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire. He told him again, take heed to yourself, because you saw no manner of similitude. This ain't about what your eyes are seeing. This is about the word of God that's supposed to be going inside your ears, and it's supposed to go inside your brain, and you're supposed to be obedient to it. Not about what you can see. Read verse 16. Least ye corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image, the similitude of any figure, the likeness of male or female. That's good. We, we ain't going to keep reading, but he said, look, he did this lest ye corrupt yourselves. Because he knew as soon as they saw an image, they was going to corrupt themselves. And people don't even understand. Listen, if the true and living God didn't want you to see him and make no make no images of him and no statues of him, why would he want you to make an image or a statue or any other fault, uh, God that ain't no God? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He didn't want you to make no images of him. Yes, sir. He didn't. He didn't want them to see his similar to. All he wanted them to do was to hear. The words, yes, the commandments. Yes, sir. Not not be caught up in looking and seeing some image. Mm -hmm. But this is what's been the downfall of man. This was Israel's downfall, and now it's the whole world's downfall. Because people, people, people uh say some of everything is a God. This this basketball player, he's a God. This football player, he a God. This actor. He a God. She a goddess. They a God. This whatever. Everything, everything now, anybody can be a, anybody can be a God. Anything can be a God. Because the world don't know and don't understand and don't have the knowledge of the, of the of the most high God. So, you know, whatever whatever you deem to be God, that's what it is. You know, and smart people say, you know, you know, uh uh they gods, you know. The old, the, the old, old ancient Babylonian and, and, and committing uh, 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 doctrine, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you you are a god, you know what I'm saying, and all of that stuff. But the Lord didn't want us to deal with that because that would lead you down the road to being separated from Him and eventually not knowing Him anymore. Because 
you done got all these idols set up that you're trying to worship. Now let's go, let's keep going forward though. Let's um go to John 20 and brother Ahisamak yeah. uh wants to expound on John the 20th chapter. And I think it really sums up uh you know this second commandment, yeah, and what Christ is gonna tell what Christ is gonna tell them really sums up how it is, you know, what what reward is it, you know, by not dealing with graven images. Go ahead, brother. And, and and again, man, I'm sitting here listening to all these scriptures and they are beautiful. I, I, I just can't understand how people don't read a book because everything that is lined up so beautiful, even going back to the scripture you just previously read, Moses dealt with the Lord. The meat of his life, he was dealing with the Lord. And he wouldn't even let him see his face. He, he said, I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock and I'm going to pass by you and proclaim the name of the Lord. He said, I'm going to show you my backside, but I ain't going to show you my face. He said, because it, you need to consume what he was saying with your mind, with your ears. You don't need to see what I look like. You just need to know what I'm saying is going to keep you out of harm's way. It's going to help you enter into eternal life. But I know we have people that need tangible. And this is what this John, um, the 20th chapter is about. This is about Thomas and after the resurrection, the Lord appeared to 11 apostles, but Thomas went there. And, you know, it, it goes into uh, some stuff, but he, he, he got some issues, even though he'd been around the Lord for three and a half years and then seen all this stuff and some don't click. Even what 11 people and other people telling them don't click. It, it, it's, I, I don't understand. Um, but we're going to pick this up at John 20 and... 20. Verse, verse 26. Yes, sir. When you get it, brother, go ahead. And after eight days, again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. Mm -hmm. Then said he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but believing. Mm hmm. And, Tom, and Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. But that's that's a key thing. Because even though he was around the Lord for three and a half years, even though he had people telling him that the Lord is risen, he needed all this proof. He needed something tangible. He needed to see something. He needed to see something that was going to confirm his faith. And it shouldn't have been that way. Because God had, Jesus had been telling him time and time again, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what's going to happen to me. I'm going to be, I'm going to rise to third. All this stuff was, was there that he had been telling them, but it's going over his head. Just like even now when we deal with people, they need to see something tangible. Uh, they, they, they only really deal with the Lord on really two major occasions every year. That's in Christmas and Easter. Okay, Two things where you can see tangible stuff, but all the rest of the year, you don't see them unless you hurt. You don't call them unless you hurt. The, the problem is 
we do certain things on faith, but other things we're not doing on faith. Like, I'm going to give you an example. We go to work every day on faith that they're going to pay us on payday. We don't know if they got no money. We don't know if they're stealing. We don't know what's going on. But we're working on faith that at the end of this pay period, on payday, they're going to pay. That's what God trying to get us to. The same thing that we can apply to one thing, he's trying to get us to apply to his commandments. He's trying to get us to apply to the way we walk, the way we think, the way we act, the way we behave. It's all there. But he needed to see something. He needed to put his hand in his side, put his finger through the holes. He needed to see something. Verse 30, brother, keep reading. Verse 30. Mm -hmm. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. Blessed uh, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. And and those are keys as well. You know, it's it's probably tons of stuff he did because we only have a certain amount of examples that we have in between or contained in this Bible. But I know he did. He was up working for three and a half years. He did way more than was contained in, in, in these Gospels or in this book. Uh, and, and, and that's the key. We need to understand that everything don't have to be tangible. You know, the scriptures that everybody read concerning this um, second commandment, I know we have faith. I know we have this because the walk is different. Our effort is different. The belief in the Lord is not on I see something. I got to see no dramatics. All I got to know is God made everything and I got the evidence around me. You know what I'm saying? We ain't see none of them miracles that they see. But I know, man, the Lord God exists. I know Jesus is going to come and set up a king. I believe this book. And that's the thing that I think we have a problem with today in the world. They need to see tangible things. If you can't see nothing tangible, you can't serve hard or you ain't committed as much. You can't give your all. And that's the problem. Yep. And that's, I mean, and that's, that's a, a excellent point, brother. But that's, that's what the world has been has been drawn into, you know, only only dealing with what you can see mm -hmm. and not dealing with and not dealing with faith. And that's why, you know, the 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 idolatry and the graven images and all of that is so uh is is so prevalent because that's the way the world is now. You gotta see it. If you don't see it, don't believe it. But we gonna go back to Exodus twenty, cause we gonna deal with the third commandment and um we we trying to move it along. I know we was gonna go over go over time today, but I definitely don't want to go going going to an hour and a half, two hours. I don't want to put the people to sleep. Uh, <laughs> but we gonna we gonna go to we gonna go to Exodus. We gonna go to Exodus twenty, and uh, brother Benai gonna read verse seven because now we are gonna deal with this third commandment, the third commandment of the Ten Commandments. Let me try to be specific. Because I know some people, you know, some smart people might have something to say. But we're talking about the third commandment of the Ten Commandments. And we're going to, uh, Benaiah, just read uh, Exodus 20 and just read verse 7, brother. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. So we're going to look at this. A couple of scriptures that we gonna uh, read is gonna hit this from more than one angle. Mm -hmm. 
because I think the idea of what people think when you say take taking his name in vain, you kind of only think of it being as you just saying his name, you know, for nothing. You know, you just you just calling out the name Jesus for nothing. There there's nothing behind it. You you doing it in vain. That's what most people that's that's the extent that they see that as. But we're gonna see that actually sinning is also taking his name in vain. And we're gonna read that. But it's all gonna go back to the same thing. When you forget them commandments, when you don't observe them commandments, which is according to the Bible, the definition of sin, the transgression of the law, when you do that, you are taking the name of the Lord your God in vain. But we're gonna read it, but before we do, we're gonna go to uh brother Hissamat got a uh he, he wants to read the scripture. Yeah, and yeah. Psalms 111. Yes, indeed, 111 and um verse 9. Psalm. And I'm gonna read it for you, brother. I'm gonna read it for you. Yes, sir. We, Psalms Psalms 111 and verse 9. We, and I'm gonna read it. Yeah, when you get it, brother. Go. Okay. He sent redemption unto his people. He have commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. And one thing I think that most people of the world don't understand that God's name is holy. It's, it's holy. I, I was thinking about the, uh, this scripture earlier. I remember when we was kids, you know, I had friends who would try to make you believe some and they will say, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm like, but I know you lying. I, I, I know you're telling me the truth. Uh, I mean, a lot. It ain't nowhere near the truth. It was a it was a game, and it was a joke. They had no clue of how serious their worries were. You know, it, it becomes you know a, a a catchphrase in the in the communities. You know, and and where I grew up, it was oh, we put everything on God. We did on 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 Jesus Christ, like. And I was sitting, look like, man, I know y'all lie. When you and you saying, you know, that this is a fact, and you try to make it a fact by putting it on something serious that you don't even know how serious it is that you trying to claim. You know, oh I swear, my my right hand of God, I'm like, okay, but that ain't what you do, you know. We have no idea on how holy and reverent God is because we was taught fables. We was taught lies. We was given images of, you know, Christmas and Easter and things that it wasn't serious because you couldn't see God. His name was holy and reverent. Everything around him is holy and reverent. He is a being that made everything that we even know and we can't even conceive the stuff that we don't know that he made and created. It's taken lightly. It's taken as a game. It's taken as a joke. And it's truly, truly misrepresented in our communities, in TV, in media, everywhere we go, it's misrepresented. And people need to really watch themselves when they take the Lord's name in vain. That's right. And 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 that's that's then that's the reason why. Because what has happened is now, now the world has made his name, which is holy and reverend, they have made it to be nothing. Mm-hmm. And what happens is when 
you start to believe that his name is nothing, then you not going to seek him out and serve him. You going to figure that God ain't that God ain't real. That God ain't no God. Mm-hmm. So it's all it's all a trickle down effect. It's all a domino effect. It, it starts to it starts to take away your your a person's desire to really know who the true living God is because they done made his name. The world has, has blasphemed his name and made his name not to be anything. Mm-hmm. So people figure, Hey, I don't have to deal with that because that ain't real. Yeah. But this is, this is what happens when you deal with that, but we going to move right along brothers. We going to go to uh brother. Terry's got a scripture. Yeah. I got, um, uh, Psalms 30, 139 and verses 19 through 20. And brother Ahissamax is going to read it for you, brother, whenever you're ready. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Yeah, so pretty much, if you're a wicked person, I'm just going to sum it up for you. At the the coming of the Lord, you're not going to have a good day. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely and 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 the ones who take his name in vain the books say hey his enemies his enemies take it uh uh, uh thine enemies take thy name in vain mm-hmm. you know but everybody say that jesus is their friend but they take his name in vain all the time mm-hmm. but you say he your friend but i don't know about that because uh <laughs> that ain't what the book's saying yep. it said thine enemies take thy name in vain so if you don't want to be an enemy of the true living god that's one thing you should not be doing because what do you do to what is the lord at time appointed what is he going to do to his enemies cast him down yes indeed he's going to toss him in the barbecue weeping and gnashing the teeth yes sir but enemies of god take his name in vain and that's what we're trying to get people to understand Mm -hmm. you know watch what you say Mm -hmm. don't take his name in vain but but that's what we're about to get in right now that's that's what brother solomon that's what uh uh brother solomon uh not brother solomon brother uh who going next benaiah but brother solomon is gonna get into that after after benaiah but we're gonna see that taking his name in vain is a little bit more than what people realize because it's not only what you saying but also what you do your actions can also equate to taking his name in vain but but now you got a scripture yeah to piggyback on what brother terry read over in in psalms how the wicked the wicked they do that those sort of things where they take their name in vain but let's look at what israel did let's go to isaiah 48 and verse one and brother terry when you get there do you mind reading yes sir hear ye this o house of jacob which are called by the name of israel and I come forth out of the waters of Judah, which swear by the name of the Lord and make mention of the God of Israel, but not in truth nor in righteousness. So they have the name. Not only are they called by the name of Israel, which is the name that God has given them, but they swear by the name of the Lord and they make mention of him, but not in truth. That is the epitome of taking the Lord's name in vain. Not only are you called by his name, not only are you called uh, by the name Israel, O house of Jacob, but you make mention of his name of the Lord, 
but you're not making mention of it in truth. You're making mention of it for nothing, for naught. You're making mention of it in vain. Or making mention of it to, you know, like like the false prophets do. You make mention of his name so you can rob the people. Yes, sir. For gain, yep. yep. You know. Yep. Uh-huh. But we gonna or move to get up. away with something. Or to yep. get away with something. Because people do that on a regular basis. They use God to condition people. They use God to to for people to put their guard down. You know, they use they'll Jesus you to death and get you comfortable so then they can strike like an enemy of God. In reality, they do it all the time. I see it. Yep, and that's that's what brother Ahisamak was was talking about. You know, you growing up and you know, somebody always talking about you know they 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 put it on they put it on Jesus and all this and that and right away I know you lying because you probably don't even believe in God. Uh huh. <laughs> you doing that so you can so I can drop my guards so so I can I can get sucked into this to this game you trying to run. Mm-hmm. But that's how people do, man. But uh, but we gonna look at it from we gonna look at it from another aspect because like Brother Solomon said, it's not also only what you say it also what you do and people don't understand what you do can equate to you taking the name of your god the name of the true living god in vain and he gonna uh he's gonna touch on that uh in proverbs 30 mm-hmm. proverbs 30 and we're gonna pick it up at uh at verse 6 and you know and, and it's the thing is we're speaking about the commandments here like this is all about the commandments you know, and in the commandments, it says that we can't take his name in vain. These are the rules and regulations of being a part of the family of God. You know, if you want to be a part of the family of God, then you're going to follow, you know, God's commandments because that's the leader. That's 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 God. That's who the that, we want to be part of his family. You see what I'm saying? He's a different being than us all together. And we're trying to get to that because he's a greater being than us. He's a holy being, you know, so when he tells us what to do and we don't do it you know that puts us in direct eyes with him that's calling him a liar because he put he put some consequences on the table for not doing it so when we when he says don't take my name in vain if people going around you know taking his name in vain there's consequences to that because that means you don't believe what he's saying you don't you don't think that it's real you know so when he also say don't do, don't don't kill and don't lie and don't steal and don't cheat and then people turn around and do it anyways that's part of it you know you don't believe him that's what you're saying you don't believe that he gonna carry out this punishment on you for doing it and this is one of the you know what I want to point out with the scripture indeed so we're gonna pick it up at uh, at verse six right here we're gonna pick it up at verse six proverbs 30 and six mm-hmm Add thou not unto the words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Mm-hmm. Two things have I required of thee. Deny me them not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Lest I be fool and deny thee and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. Right. So so he's letting us know here that, you know, one, we should minimize what we're saying 
because he's going to search out our words. You know, we should not be adding, you know, to what God said. God made it clear. God made things simple. In the commandments, he said it very clearly that we should not be taking his name in vain. There's no justification for that. There should be no gray area in that. There should be no, you know, uh, maneuvering of that whatsoever. But then he moves on to read and he and he speaks about a, a, a few conditions, you know, and he says, uh, give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed with with food convenient for me. So just give me my necessities. You know, I don't I don't want to be so broke that that I can't do for myself and I can't even eat. But I don't want to be so rich where I corrupt myself. And Paul spoke about that too. And then he goes on in verse nine, and then he says, you know, uh, or at least I'll be poor and still and take the name of the Lord uh, of my God in vain. So he, so that action of stealing. Is in con is direct contradiction with what the Lord said in the same commandment, saying, "Thou shalt not steal." And He called that taking His name in vain, you know, because what you're doing, you saying God is a liar at this point. You, He already said, if you break these commandments, I'm going to have to punish you for this. And if so, if when by breaking the commandments, you calling him a liar, you you don't believe that he going to punish you or you just don't care. You make yourself an enemy and you're going to ask him to try you then, you know. So I want to point that out because what we do absolutely is being on is on a balance, is being weighed on a balance, is being uh, 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 checked, you know, for for. Um, whether it's sin or not, and when we create, we commit these sins, we calling him a liar. We taking his name in vain. And then when we do it with other people, if we out here stealing and telling other people to go ahead and steal, we teaching them to take his name in vain. We teaching them to give him no respect. You know, we teaching him not to regard his word. We say you, it's okay to do that, you, and it's not. You know, you taking away the holiness from his name to that person you teaching. You making them seem like like God is not real, and and I. I want to point that out, man, because people do that. People don't have a problem sinning, but they don't realize how deep that sin is, how that ditch that they going in is really, really deep, you know, and uh, and it's something I think it was worth pointing out indeed. Absolutely, because that's that's what it's all about. It's about looking at things from more than one, one angle, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and people really don't look at sinning as taking his name in vain. Mm -hmm. but that's exactly what you're doing when you transgressing his word when you when you going against his commandments that's exactly what you're doing you taking his name in vain it ain't just about only what you say but also what you are doing taking his name in vain like he said lest i steal and take the name of my god in vain so it's it covers more than just what's coming out of your mouth but also your actions it's gonna show whether or not you honoring the name of your God or you taking his name in vain. Let's move forward. Let's go to Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. Because uh, we're coming down to we coming down the home stretch. But I'm, I want to go to Jeremiah 23. And we're going to pick it up at verse 25. And uh, Brother Solomon, when you get it, you can go ahead and read. I have heard what the prophet said that prophesied lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed. I have dreamed. Go ahead. How how long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart. And see, we touched on that earlier. You're talking about having them idols set up in their heart. And so you got these prophets. Hey, they prophesying the deceit of their own heart. Because what did the Lord say he was going to do? 
He say, I'm going to answer you according to them idols that you got set up in your heart. Then these, these are what these prophets was prophesying to the people. Verse 27. Which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. See, he said, look, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams. What dreams? These false dreams that they tell it to the people that they cause the people to turn from God by these, by these dreams that they having that's based on the deceit of their heart. That's not based on the word of God. He said, they cause people to forget my name. He said, like their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. Why? Because they didn't serve him. This ain't got nothing to do with no pronunciation or no name. Cause I know that's what, that's what people use this for, you know, how you pronounce his name but th this ain't got nothing to do with a pronunciation this got something to do with the fact that because they were because they served those other gods because they dealt with idolatry because they took his name in vain they just did not serve him so they didn't care about his name they cared about the gods that they were serving and one of the main guys they served was Baal. that's who they served mm -hmm. but they forgot all about they God who delivered them, who delivered them out of bondage mm -hmm. because they wasn't keeping his commandments. Mm -hmm. Like the Lord warned their forefathers in the wilderness. They stopped keeping his commandments. And what happened? They forgot about him. They forgot about who the true living God was. And what, what was left was they went out and they found him a God to worship, a false God, because they forgot about him. And the prophets, they caused the people to forget his name by all of those false dreams they was telling. But we're going to move along. We're going to go to Exodus 20. And we're going to deal with the Sabbath day here. We're going to go to Exodus 20 and verse 8. And uh, we're going to try to get through this, brothers. Uh, if we can, we don't want to be too long-winded. But we got to deal with the Sabbath day. So we're going to go to Exodus 20 and Brother Benaiah. Read verse 8, brother. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. That's good, Going brother. Let's go to uh, Exodus. We're going to go to Exodus 31. Um, we're going to deal with one, the, one of the most important aspects of the Sabbath day that the world fails to understand. This is one of the most debated topics when you deal with, with quote unquote Christian doctrine, and this shouldn't even be a debate. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't even know how it is a debate, but I do know how it is a debate. It's because the world ain't the world ain't ain't did none of the first three commandments. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, they, they people don't even know who God is to begin with. Yes, sir. They don't know what gods they worship, and they don't understand things that they do. They were they they worshiping uh they they sacrificing on the devils. They they worshiping uh, uh idols. I mean, they don't understand that. They don't understand that they taking His name in vain. Uh, when you when you sin, you taking the name of the true and living God in vain. But Hey, the preacher told you, hey, you don't have to keep the law. Mm -hmm. So all of that, of course, of course, the Sabbath day is going to be a point of contention. 
because you, you ain't gonna do none of the other commandments. Why? Why we gotta? Why we gotta do the Sabbath? And this this is a a, a big point of contention. But it's, this shouldn't even be a debate with anybody. But the Lord gonna say something about His Sabbaths. Exodus thirty one and uh, pick it up uh, at verse twelve, brother Benaiah. Just pick it pick it up at Exodus uh, thirty one and verse twelve, brother. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbaths ye shall keep. So realize what he's saying. He's saying Sabbaths, plural. I want people to understand that that word was not just Sabbath. It was Sabbaths, plural. It's, it's, it's more than one Sabbath. You got the weekly Sabbath, and then you have the annual Sabbaths. But go here, brother. Verily my Sabbaths ye shall keep. For it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. Now, he said it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations. This is the Lord letting them know this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know uh, uh, that I am the Lord that does sanctify you. Why will anybody kick against keeping the Sabbath day? I don't know. That's a sign between you and the true and living God that he is the one that sanctifies you. So if you want to reject that, then you re you rejecting the thing that he said was was a sign between you and him. And you want to go you want to go worship on some other day. Other than the Sabbath day, you want to worship on the first day of the week. You want to you want to worship uh, uh, seven days after the new moon come around every month. You want to do stuff like that. But you don't want to do what the Lord say, say uh, commanded you to do, which he said specifically is a sign between you and him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So once you reject that, then then what's left? How can you how can you how, how can you how can we? draw close to the Lord? How can we have knowledge, wisdom, and understanding when everything he's given us, we throwing it back in his face to say, I don't want to do it this way. I know you told me this is a sign between me and you, but I, I don't want to do it anyway. I want to do something else. But Brother Ahisamak, wanna, uh, he wants to read, uh, we're going to skip down to verse 17, Brother Benaiah, we're going to skip down to verse 17, but uh, yeah. Brother uh yeah, that, brother, 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 Hissamak want to expound on that. So just skip to verse 17, brother. Yeah, and when you get to verse 17, brother, let's go ahead and read it. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And I, I wanted to pick this up because me and Obi both came across this same scripture. And I think it's key for uh, you know, the the fourth commandment. Uh, and I'm gonna give you a little story around it. Uh, I, I got a coworker that you know um, made a speech a couple of days ago, and he made a speech on Sunday. But in his speech, he called the Lord's Day. I ain't say nothing. You know, I just I let it go because I always ask the Lord to set the table. I don't want to go trying to jump on people and all that. You know, I, I let the Lord set the table. So yesterday when I was at work and we, we talking, uh, it's all the coworkers there. And they was like, you know, 
we we see the work you do. You work real hard. Man, you're a good worker. Come on time. Do quality work. So the guy was like, I noticed you work six days. And, you know, one day you, you, you don't come. I said, yeah, man, that's that's what I do, man. You know, I give my all for six days. And one day I just sit back and rest and chill. I shut it down. And so we, you know, we talking and stuff. He said, um, so you work hard six days. And then this is Gentile now. He said, you rest on the Sabbath day? I said, yeah, Lord Sabbath, the seventh day of the week. I know that people have knowledge of it. It was set up like this, like this sign. It said it's a, forever. It ain't just something that's here on or these Sabbaths. Then immediately, me and the other guy who go to church to separate. He served another Jesus than I serve. The Jesus I serve, man, said you rest on the seventh day. He rested. That was what it. This is the key. The word of God separates and sanctifies people. These commandments can set us apart to say we're trying to serve God, not how we feel or how traditions are set up, but how he commanded us. And I just wanted to add this to it because me and you both picked the same um, scripture to kind of expound on. But I think it's so important that we start to see that God is separating people. Everybody ain't serving God like we serve. Everybody ain't doing things after he commanded. We ain't serving them the way we want to because the way I want to serve God to get me killed. Absolutely. And that's that's the whole point. It just, it's about having that having that discipline to to take our own our own lust and desires out of it and try to strive for that righteousness that the Lord set out. Mm-hmm. That the Lord set up. Mm-hmm. The Lord put out there in writing and told you, hey, this is this is your righteousness. This is how you are sanctified and, and to deal with that and not just deal with what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's move on, brothers. Uh, we we want to we want to try to get we, we got three more scriptures. We ain't doing that bad. Let's go to Isaiah 58 because our brother Solomon wants yes, to uh, expound on Isaiah 58. Yeah, you know, it goes hand in hand with what we're reading right now. We're just moving on down and just getting a little more in-depth in the, in, in, uh, in the Sabbath day and in the Sabbath commandment. But Isaiah 58, verses 13 and 14, we're going to start at verse 13 here. And I'll read it for you, brother. Yes, sir. You can pick it up when you're ready. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Mm-hmm. Then shall thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord have spoken it. Man, this is this is so impactful man when you really put this together he's giving us some instructions for the sabbath day he's saying you know don't do our own pleasure on this day 
and, and call it a delight. You should be joyful to be in this day. You should be joyful to be part of his family now. You should be joyful to, to be separated by God Almighty and, and to have a sign upon you and a sign for the people to see, just like Brother Hissamak said right now. When the brother asked him about it, it, it was, you know, he expounded and let him know that, that he's going to he keep the Sabbath day because that's what God said. And whether that brother accepted it or not, the seed was planted, brother. The seed was planted. Okay. You know, now it's up to that brother to, to deny it or to look further into it. And the Lord, the word of the Lord of God is not going to come back uh, void. He's going to accomplish exactly what it's set up to accomplish. The Lord set that table right there. The Lord wanted that said. The Lord planted that seed and he used you to do it. So it was a, you know, it's beautiful that, that you went ahead and you did what you had to do. And that's key too. Uh, people are always going to try to talk us out of, of following God. People are always going to try to twist the words. God say, you ain't supposed to do that no more. We ain't under that no more. Or they're going to judge you for it. So strong is the man who stand firm on the word of God when that type of pressure and that type of peer pressure come about. When people try to make us look like we silly or like we, we're lost or like we're, we're fooled by something. Nah, nah. We got it right. We got it right. We got the words of the Lord. We ain't feeding off no similitude. We ain't feeding off of, of no, no confusion. We reading the words out of the Bible and we just following the law. And then verse 14 where he said, you know, he put a, he, he put a, 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 a benefit to it, man. He said, and then thou shalt delight thyself in the Lord and I'll cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth. He going to bless you. We don't know what those blessings look like right now. He going to bless us according to his blessings, but he will bless you if you do what you got to do and you, you know, and set this day apart and, and be joyful within him. It ain't like it's a burden. This is releasing our burdens. We ain't got to worry about money on this day. This a check greed in the dough. We ain't got to worry about, you know, when am I going to get some rest? I work too hard. You're going to get some rest when the Lord said you're going to get some rest. You can rest all day today, you know, rest in the Lord and you're going to be refreshed for tomorrow. You ain't got to, you ain't got to figure all these things out throughout the week. He break it down. He give you a day to get these things done. And then at the end, not only that, he put a stamp on it. He said, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. He said, this is facts. You know, this, this is not something that, that a man came up with. This is not something that somebody is suggesting. I spoke it. This is it. This is it. I'm going to bless you if you do this, you know? Yeah. And I thought it was very important to bring that out, man, that this is not a burden. This is this is it for us. Absolutely, brother. But We talking about how people act when they ain't doing it. It's supposed to be a delight. Yeah. That's the mindset a servant has. The Sabbath ain't a burden. It's a delight. You glad to see the Sabbath day come. Yeah. But but, but when you don't know who God is, or even for, or even those who 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 say they know God, but they hard they hard ain't with them. Mm -hmm. Sabbath ain't no delight. Let's go to Amos eight, and we're gonna pick it up in verse four. We're gonna go to Amos the eighth chapter, and we're gonna pick it up in verse four. And then we got one more scripture, so I'm gonna try to go. We're gonna try to go through these last two, and. uh uh, close this close this one out but this is the mindset of a person who don't forgot about God who don't keep his commandments Amos 8 and brother Solomon pick it up in verse 4 hear this O ye that swallow up the needy even to make the poor of the land to fail Go ahead. saying when will the new moon be gone 
that we may sell corn, and the Sabbath, that we may set forth wheat, uh-huh. making the ephah small and the shekel great, the and falsifying the balances by deceit. Go ahead. That we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of shoes, yea, and sell the refuse of the meat of the wheat. See, this is this is a, a this is a wicked person. You can't wait for the Sabbath to be be over so you could go back to dealing with deceit. Mm-hmm. You go back to cheat. You can go back to cheating people, and you can go back to you know making the poor making the poor people fail and and doing all doing all the foolishness and wickedness you was already doing the other six days. But that's the mindset when you don't the Sabbath ain't a delight. It's a burden to you. Mm-hmm. And what difference do it make? If you're going to be wicked all other six six days, what difference do it make uh, that you're going to chill for that one day? Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no reward. You ain't getting no righteous reward for that. Yeah. You saying, I can't wait. I can't wait till this is over. You know, when 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 we was, uh, you know, when I was, when I was, you know, uh, first came into the knowledge of the truth. Yeah. The Sabbath was a burden because I'm like, man, especially in the summertime, man, I can't wait till the sun go down. But the more you understand, look, this ain't supposed this 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 ain't supposed to be a burden. Mm-hmm. The Sabbath is the Lord wants you to call that a delight. Yeah. He wants you to rejoice in that because that's that's when you're gonna get the the, the blessing and the reward. Yeah. But a wicked person, all they can think about is, man, when is this gonna be over with? So I can go back to falsifying the balances. When I can go back to selling the the worst of the wheat, the bottom of the barrel stuff, you know, we, you know, when we can go back to being deceitful and 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 and, and running running our game, you know, yeah. when is this gonna be over? This is a Why person that, right? This, this is a person though that's so deceived in their mind. They right, you might as well not even keep the Sabbath if if, if you thinking about this. Is, is is doing wickedness to your brother or sister mm-hmm. what's the point mm-hmm. ain't nothing ain't no ain't no good coming to you for doing that you just you just making it you making it worse on yourself but that's the mindset when you don't got it you don't forget about god you don't forget about the purpose you don't forget about what this day represents and all you can see is a burden but we gonna move on one more scripture uh brother benaya yes sir let's go to ezekiel 20 and let's pick this up. Let's actually, if you don't mind, let's pick this up at verse 11. Ezekiel 20 and verse 11. Ezekiel 20 and verse 11. And I gave them my statutes and showed them my judgments, which if a man do, he shall even live in them. Moreover, also I gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between me and them that they might know that I am the Lord that sanctified them. But the house mm-hmm. of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They walked not in my statutes, and they despised my judgments, which if a man do, he shall even live in them. And my Sabbaths they greatly polluted. Then I said, I would pour out my fury upon them in the wilderness to consume them. And the Lord don't change from one day to another, from everlasting to everlasting. The Lord is the same here now forevermore. So if he was upset with them in the wilderness when they greatly polluted his Sabbaths, what do you think is happening when we do the same thing as a people today? 
we are the people of Israel and others don't understand that. But nonetheless, black people who've been known as Negroes, who've been known as Afro-Americans, African-Americans, now we known as Pan-Africans and black Americans. We've gone through all these names, but we don't actually know who we are. Being the children of Israel, the same thing that got us in trouble then are the things that's getting us in trouble today. And the Lord gave us the Sabbaths as a sign to know that we sanctifies us. And he let us know that if we do these things, we shall even live. And right now, this ain't living. This is a destitution that we're enduring from day to day. Yes, but hopefully people will understand that uh, the Lord gave these, they gave the Sabbath and even all of the other commandments that we went through today, the other four that we went through. Of course, we know that there's five more uh, or rather six more to deal with for the 10. But today going through the four, we see how the Lord didn't want any other gods before him. We see how the Lord said we're not supposed to make any graven images. We see how the Lord said we can't take his name in vain, which encompasses more than just things that we say where we use the word the Lord's name in ways that's not suitable. It also encompasses in what we do, because if we say we represent the Lord, we can't do things that are opposite, are contrary to the Lord. And finally, looking at the last, the fourth commandment, we saw how the Lord set the Sabbath and we see how the Lord is upset and extremely angry. And it's extremely perturbing to him when people do not count his Sabbaths as a holy thing. Yeah, I want I want to thank you know brother Ben and I for doing the job of the host and summing up everything. Man. I appreciate oh, no, it, brother. No, no problem. No problem. Yeah. You know, it's cool, man. It's cool. It's cool, brother. It's cool. You did a good job, brother. You did a good job, man. I just had to let you know that, man. I, I appreciate it. But 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 what we, what we looking at what we looking at is we see the effects, the fallout from breaking his commandments. What the fallout is. The fallout is just dealing with the first four. When you, when the world, when Israel turned their back on those first four and then the world followed suit, what happened? The true and living God became a strange God because nobody knew him no more. It's just by his election of grace and by his mercy, you know, down in these generations, hey, the Lord opened up the minds of uh, people that he seen was going to uh, try to live his word and was going to preach his word. And uh, this is why. And then he preserved his word down through the generations so that we have opportunity to turn back to him and to, and to get knowledge and understanding of who he is. But as a whole, the world is totally just don't know God because they have turned away from his commandments. So I want to thank everybody for listening and uh, joining us here on the Biblical Resolutions podcast. And we hope you'll, you'll you know, tune in with us again. And uh, until next time, you know, Lord willing, we'll be bringing you another topic. As, uh, again, this is brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class, located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, you can uh, listen to our other podcast on thehouseofjacob.org, or you can go to our Podbean page, which is HOJ Bible dot podbean dot com grace and peace in jesus name